Hello and welcome to Hemet City Lights, a podcast spotlighting small businesses, local nonprofits, and community events in the Hemet and San Jacinto area. I'm your host, Diana, and here with me today is my partner with Hemet City Lights, James, who helps me. Say hi, James. Hello, everyone. <laughs> she finally got me on here. <laughs> Yay! Today, our special guest is Nicholas. Hello, thank you for having me. And he is from Destination Cafe, which is located at 100 West Florida Avenue on the corner of State and Florida at the Old Train Depot. Welcome, Nicholas. It's very good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you wanted to do this. This is great. Thank you. I, I first came to this place maybe... Three, how long have you been here? May of 2016, so three and a half years. Okay, okay. So that, when you just opened, me and my friend came here and I had a Monte Carlo. Okay, yeah. Or a Monte Cristo. Monte Carlo, yeah. yeah. And, and I was, because I usually get them at Disneyland. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to try this one. It was so good. Thank After you. that, I was sold. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> I that. loved it very much. Yeah, the Monte Carlo is something to take on the Monte Cristo. But yes. instead, we, we don't have French toast here, we have waffles. Right. So that's the difference. We make it on a waffle. And the raspberry, raspberry jam. jam. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. So good. I, I would never <laughs> thought that ham and Swiss cheese and raspberry would right? go well together. Yeah. But it, it really does. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right in. I've got 10 questions. You all know how it, the, the routine 10 questions. And um, let's start with question number one. Destination Cafe is a very unique cafe compared to others um, that I've been to. Tell us the thought behind this cafe. Well, that's an excellent question. It is a way I can, I can answer it a few different ways, but uh, as far as the idea and the concept of the location, we figured since it was at an old train station and since it's not, even though we're located right on the corner of the state of Florida, it's easy to drive by here and not know that we're here. Right. It's also, we only have uh, two ways to get in here. Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know, if it's not something where it's easy for people to get in here. And, uh, you know, it's not something you can always, if you have 20 minutes to get in and out for lunch, it might not always be the right place. But it's more of a destination mm -hmm. where you come and spend some time. And you come and drink oh, your coffee. Yeah. Or you sit out on our patio, which we're so lucky to have. And the weather's right. nice. You can't beat it. So... Come here and you spend some time and you enjoy yourself. The other part of the concept as far as the way the food goes is uh, my family, we've lived on the East Coast, uh, we've traveled a lot, especially my parents. My dad's from the Mediterranean, he's actually from oh. Cyprus. My mom has a strong Sicilian influence from her, uh, her dad's side of the family, so she grew up cooking Italian food, mm. my dad with the Mediterranean food. Mm. So we've always had a lot of different flavors in our house. Yeah. And my mom, you know, everybody loves their mom's cooking, but right. my, I think my mom's an amazing cook, so <laughs> I grew up eating a lot of great food. Yeah. So we wanted to offer something that was different, not too different where it was going to scare people away, but right. something that was, you know, not too extravagant but sandwiches, soups, salads, things yeah. that we could prepare. Also, it was also based on the location because since we're in an old train station, it's a historic building. Yeah. We can't do a lot of traditional things you can do in a kitchen. We don't have like uh, stuff to deep fry in. We don't oh, okay. have a huge grill. Yeah. So that's why we're just strictly sandwiches, soups, and salads. Okay. And we just tried to tie together the idea of all the places we've been to, mm -hmm. different types of foods that we've enjoyed when we were there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has a little bit of a New York deli theme to it okay, because yeah. we grew up in, I grew right. up in New York, my mom's from New York. So say something like our Brooklyn, which is a lox bagel with cream cheese. Right. That's, you see that everywhere in New York, especially right. in uh, delis. Um, another thing that we tried to do was, um, I guess, like some, say something like with our waffle sandwiches. That was something I'd be great to my brother for. Right. My brother is always pushed do more waffles and make waffle sandwiches because <laughs> it makes us unique. Yeah. But not just unique, it tastes really good. Oh, well, yeah. And people don't expect it. You know, a lot of times when people come in and I, I recommend it, uh -huh. they'll be like, eh, I don't know if I really like waffles. So they'll get something else and they'll enjoy it. But when I do recommend it, people try the waffles. They're always impressed and surprised. Oh, like yeah. It, you know? it is good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought I would have liked it either, but right. I, I did. Yeah. I mean, I like the lot. Sacramento, uh, the ingredients on there are very California. Yeah. Like turkey, avocado, tomato. You put bacon on there. If you don't want bacon, it doesn't have to be on, but that's on a waffle. Yeah. And it's 
awesome combination. I mean, you wouldn't expect it. But yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. It's a really good combination. Yeah. All right, so that's that's a good a good reason why you're here and, and the thought behind it. I always wondered what the thought was, but then it all does tie in because it was a train depot. Yeah. And, you know, this was like the stop before they went somewhere else back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of uh, trains used to come through here, not just freight, but car, uh, people. Right, people right. People coming through here. Yeah. And uh, I've asked a few people, and I always hear different, whether it's the 60s, 70s, 80s, or even early 90s when trains stopped coming through. But uh, I just feel like it's a part of the history of this town. It is. And... This is one of the few buildings that's still standing. Yeah. The uh, Hemet Heritage Foundation actually this is a group that put together uh, a program to get funding to buy this building. And that's why you see like all those names up there. Oh, yes. The I bricks. remember that. Yeah. You do? Okay. I remember the SOS um, Save Our Station okay. fundraising thing that happened back in the 90s. I remember that. And that was before I got here, so I don't... I didn't, know about it. I yeah. just came here and it was a cool building and then I would see names on the bricks out there. And yeah. Those are names of the donors. But um, have, very proud to be in this building and that it does have a lot of history here. And not yeah. only that, it's a cool building. It <laughs> you is. Forget about the history. It is. I love the inside. The, I, I mentioned the patio earlier. Yeah. You know, when this weather's like this, I could spend the whole day out there. I know. Right? And, and it feels... Not that I don't want to be in Hemet, but it feels like you're not in Hemet. You know, it, it feels like you're on vacation somewhere. It you does. Know? You're surrounded by orange trees, yeah. and it does. It feels like you're on a little mini vacation. Right. I, I totally get that vibe. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay, question number two. Do you have a vision for your cafe? Um, something bigger, music nights, art shows? We've done, um, well, we've been open three years. Um, the first two, two and a half years, we were doing dinners every couple of months, about five a year. And they would be themed dinners, like some, like an Italian night. Okay. We did a New York City night. And each night was themed with food, and then it would also be a musical performance. Nice. With songs that mm -hmm. went along with that uh, heritage. So like uh, NYC, New York night, did a Broadway night. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife, and also my brother, my wife is an amazing singer. Um, she sang at most of the events, mm -hmm. and then also uh, my brother sang at the uh, New York night. But um, we've also done open mic nights. Uh, we've done uh, theme nights where basically it was like singing like old jazz, like Etta James, mm -hmm. uh, songs like that, where we'd get a group of three or four people and it'd be like full on performance. And people would come in either. Right. On those nights, it would be more or less uh, People came in for drinks or food, but the uh, actual theme nights were full prepared dinners where people prepaid ahead of the time. Oh, okay. They got tickets and they came in, people were dressed very nicely. Nice. It was really cool. It was a nice thing. But moving forward, I think I want to do some, we're going to do nights like that again. Okay. Um, we have an open mic every second Sunday, and it's in, uh, we're working with uh, Julio from Harvard Street. Yes, Music. yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's awesome. He's very uh, adamant about promoting this whole area to get more artists. To yeah. be seen and also to make this, if possible, like an artist colony. Right, right. Known for yes. the type of artists they yeah. have. So we're glad to be a part of that. Um, we've done comedy nights here, which were very successful. We recently had to stop doing them because, unfortunately, the person that was doing it, uh, the comedian, his name was Liam Brunley, he passed away suddenly. Oh. So that was a shock and we weren't prepared for that. Of right, course. right. But that was another thing that we did. We've, we've done a lot of things. We've had our paint mm -hmm. nights, things like that, and they're, they're great. But um, within the last year, we've really seen a, a big change in our business. Uh, we've gotten busier. Um, we've gotten a new clientele in. Mm -hmm. So doing those theme nights aren't as necessary as before. We were doing those really to get our name out more and so right. people would know about the yes. destination. Now that we're uh, building up enough of a following where we're busy mm -hmm. during our regular hours, doing anything else is not that it's not necessary, that it's overwhelming. It's just that we have so much that we're already doing to run this place through right. our operating hours that the only thing I'm considering doing now is opening up later. Gotcha. And maybe even opening an hour early so people on their way to work can come mm -hmm. in for coffee. But I feel like, uh, again, like I said, we call this place destination because it's not easy and I'm not saying this to keep people to keep people from coming right right you can find your way in here right yes. right but if you're in a rush and you have to go to work or drive through it another coffee place might be easier so people right. do that in the morning right but uh, we've been noticing since we close at three a lot of people are coming in at 2 2 15 yeah and then, like right at 2 45 it's 
cuts off because yeah. we know people know that we're not open. But then again, those new people that don't know our hours are coming in at 2.45 thinking we're open later. Mm -hmm. So I just feel that staying open later would be better for business. A three o'clock is about when I need a nap. Yeah. So then I need coffee right. at three o'clock is about when I need my coffee. Well, even people that are, you know, students, you know, yeah. they're in school till three. That's so, true. You know, there's plenty of people that 17, 18, as soon as they get out of school, they're going to Starbucks yeah. or they're going to wherever else to get a quick bite to eat mm -hmm. because they've been in school all day. Right, right. <laughs> but um, I think that's something that we're going to look, look to do. Nice. Yeah. Well, that'll be really nice. Yeah. Um, if you hear other voices, this is a family-owned business, so family is here. So you might hear little bitty voices every once in a while. <laughs> My two daughters, Lily <laughs> and Olivia. That's okay. We love it. Thank you. Um, okay, question number three. What made you decide? Well, I guess you kind of answered this, but what made you decide that this location, this place, this town was somewhere you wanted to be? <laughs> To answer that part of the question first, I moved to Hemet in 2009. My parents moved here in 2008. And uh, my mom's sister, my aunt, has lived in Temecula for 40, maybe 50 years now. Okay. So we were familiar with Temecula and mm -hmm. the surrounding areas. And when we came out here in 2009, it was more realistic to buy out here than in Temecula. Right. And we liked the community, you know. Um, when I first, like, three or four years here, I spent 95% of my time on the east end of town. Or okay. if I would go shopping on the West End, I would always take Stetson or Acacia. Right. So I wasn't familiar with the center of town as much. Right. Or any of the things that people may bring up is when they say, why'd you move to Hemet? I'm yeah. here because, you know, housing was affordable. Right, I love right. California. Yeah. I have family here. And it's a nice place to live. Right, It's quiet right. on the East End of town, you know, nice yeah. neighbors. So it was a great place to live. So that's why I chose Hemet. The reason why my family and I chose this location is we didn't really choose it. My mom was, again, uh, well, I mentioned this to you before we right. started the interview. When we were uh, doing things downtown, we did the Hemet Farmer's Market, we did the downtown Christmas, mm -hmm. and we were involved at the Hemet Theater. We put on about five to ten performances there, all sellouts, all very well attended. Um, we started to meet people in town, and one of the people my mom met was Rob Lindquist. And okay. Rob actually let my mom know that this space was available, and did she know anybody that wanted to open up a coffee shop, sandwich shop, ice cream shop, whatever. And at the time, um, my wife was in transition. She'd worked in food and beverage as a manager at a place that sold coffee. Okay. So she had about 10, 12 years experience working with coffee. So she was gonna do the coffee. Well, of and course. my parents, having all the experience in food, they were gonna do the food side. Mm -hmm. And then I was involved very light in the beginning. I only got involved really heavy last year. Oh, okay. Anyway, last year I took over. My wife didn't want to do this anymore because, like I said, she'd been working in food and beverage for so long. Right, right. She just wanted to do something else. It right. Was, it was enough for her. <laughs> and I was very eager to come in and help because I felt there was things that I could do. Right, you right. Know, where I could step in and maybe pick up where there were things that maybe they needed a little help on. Yeah. So I was very happy to do that. So. That's why we chose this place. We didn't really choose that it was available and we love the location yeah. and working with Rob and also other people with the foundation. They were very helpful with us starting here. Yeah. And that's really how it all happened. And this is such a, I think this is a great location. Yeah. Right by downtown. Perfect. On Florida. And it's yeah. just, it's such a quirky little angle. Yeah. I just, I love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's perfect. And once people know that we're in here, you know, uh, they're surprised because they just right. drive by. They, some people don't even know there's a museum next door. I know, I and, know. I mean, there are signs, but still, for whatever reason, people just drive by and they see a historic building and that's it. And I think also, we're surrounded by a black fence. I think people see that and right. just subconsciously, it's like keep out. Mm -hmm. So they don't think it's a place that's open to the public. Maybe. Right, I right. Know. I found this place about a year ago. I was taking grandkids to the different museums. Then we were next door at the museum. And oh, that's how you found it. And I said, oh, I'd get me a, a hot coffee. Coffee, yeah. Actually, a frappuccino. Oh, there you go. We have those two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, that's how, great. That's how I found it. I went, wow, this is great. And we could sit out here. Me and the grandkids sat out here. Yeah. And I like the area out there where you could just sit and relax and next yeah. Name the destination's perfect. Thank I you. I can't wait till the summer nights to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. right now we uh, it gets dark so early. Right. Yes. If that's another reason why we haven't extended our hours yet, because when it gets dark in this part of town, it's just some people just don't feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the reason is, yeah. they just don't want to come out. 
But I know on the West End of town, there's a lot of places that are just slammed at night, you know, yeah. and similar casual dining, nothing fancy, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, that's why I figured if, you know, they're busy at night, it means people in Hammond want to go out and eat at night. Oh, why yeah. Be open? Right. But just certain things. I think until we get it going where people know we're open and they mm -hmm. feel comfortable coming here at night, it'll be fine. But I think we're going to do it, like you said, once time switches back again yeah. and it gets darker a little bit later, I think it'll work yeah. better. I'll be know. here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, you know, you make a great point, though, because I feel like a lot of people, if they want coffee and it's 1 o'clock, they're like, oh, I can only stay there till 3. Yeah. So they're going to go somewhere else where they can spend 4 or 5 right. hours and do homework right. or, they, you know, office, whatever they're doing, you know. They're, yeah. I sit and stare at people. Yeah. For hours. That's not weird. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> okay, question number four. When are you happiest at work? That's, you know, all these questions are awesome. I just want to say that. I Thank you. Um, these are questions I want to answer. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm happy a lot of the time when I'm here, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm only happy. Right, right, points. right. But for me, the happiest I am is when... Um, food is going out at a fast pace. Everybody has a smile on their face when we ask people how they're doing. Now, this is my thing too. When people, I ask people how their food is and they say good, uh -huh. that means not good to me. Oh, people, okay. When I go somewhere to eat and I like it, but it's just okay, I'm like, oh, it's good. Yeah. But if I, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. Oh, I got, what's in this? You know? Right, right, but right. The right. usual answer here is delicious, fabulous, amazing. Okay. Younger crowd will say it's bomb. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> Something I would have said maybe 20 years ago, but right, I don't right. not anymore. I don't but, say that either. You know, uh, so those are the type of the type of feedback we get, or when people go out of the way to come up and they'll comment on the food or the drinks and ask us, you know, how is this, how do you make this, or how is this so good, or what's on here, right. what did you do to this drink? So it's not just when we're busy, but when people are coming back or we're going out and serving food and right. taking their plates when, we, when they're done and they tell us how much they love it, that makes me happy. Right. And when there's a good flow going back in the kitchen and good flow going back on the bar, uh, espresso bar side, that's when I'm the happiest. Everybody in here has a smile on their face, food's going out quickly, there's a line at the door, it doesn't even have to be a line at the door, there could be a line halfway to the door. Yeah. I'm happy. Okay, so this is before you knew who I was. Okay. I came in here one day with Angie and Carlos. Yes. Or somebody else and I ordered I came it was like it was like 2 30 and y'all were super friendly and nice even though you were about to close and I ordered a sandwich and then I ordered a, a lemon thing mm -hmm. and you didn't have any so you um, coffee cake yeah, and you brought me blueberry instead, but then you gave me five dollars back, oh, and you were oh, like, "I can't remember that." I was like, "I think I remember that." And I was like, I went back home, and I like, I think I posted it on my Facebook. Oh, yeah. I was like, the dude gave me a free coffee cake and five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I was I, like, I mean, I don't want people to come in here thinking I do that all the time. <laughs> no, 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 you know. I'm glad you said that. There's a place I went to not too long ago, okay, and a friend of mine worked there, and the people that owned it were friends of his, mm. so. They knew who I was, and we ordered something, and they brought out the wrong thing. We mm -hmm. took a couple bites of it, thinking, okay, this is it, but it wasn't it. When we sent it back, they said, oh, I'm sorry, you already had a couple bites. We're not changing it out. Oh, And geez. we just went in, we spent $50 for three people. You oh, know, wow. in the food service yeah. industry, like I yeah. know, you take care of your customers. Right. I was shocked. I haven't been back since, and it's a cool place. I'm that not gonna stinks. mention what it is. Right, right, right. But it's a cool place. And there was a lot of stuff about the place that I like. But, Treating anybody like that yeah. to me was ridiculous. Treating right. somebody that you know right. and they have a food establishment, <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Okay, so right. to me, that's a glaring thing that you do not do. Right. So if someone comes in and they order something and say like, this happens occasionally, they'll order a Brooklyn thinking they ordered a Bronx. Well, they'll order a Bronx uh, and they ordered a Brooklyn. Right. So we take it out to them and like, this is what I ordered. We'll show them a receipt. And I'll be like, oh, like, don't worry about it. I take back that sandwich and I go and make them another sandwich. And right. I don't, you know, nope. what no. do I do? And then there's been times where, we, you know, we get very busy a lot, especially on weekends. And since everything's cooked fresh, it's made the order, nothing's prepared ahead of time. Lettuce, yeah. we chop the lettuce as it's ordered. Right. A lot of places you go in, they chop the lettuce three days ago. And, right, you know, right. Or the sandwiches are pre-made and then they just put it in a toaster. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah, we'd never do that. Yeah. So um, if someone orders something, and we make a mistake, or there's something small about it they don't like, I 
take it back in. Right. I make them that, and I'll either give them their money back for what they ordered and the food, like I did with you. Right. Or I have, uh, we have uh, loyalty cards here oh, okay. for free drinks or for a free sandwich, and I'll stamp nice. the whole card, and I'll give it to them. Like, next time you come in, if you'd like to come back in, sandwiches on us or the drinks on us. So nice. I go out of my way to do that. Right. Because I don't want anybody leaving here feeling either, A, they didn't have a good experience, or B, that we cheated them in any way. Right, you know, right. People work hard for their money. I work hard for my money. Absolutely. So if I spend $10 on a sandwich, well, $10 on a sandwich and a drink, right. I don't want to leave there feeling right. like I didn't get my money's worth. No, so. I did not feel that way. I felt like I felt really good. <laughs> you good. know, I was just like... I was, and it didn't make you feel uncomfortable either. No, okay, no, great. no. I was just like, this guy is, is, going, is so going above and beyond that I don't know many places that do that. I also know? feel though, once people finally get here, because again, we're located, corner state in Florida. Right. I can't tell you how many times people come in here and either say, we've heard about you, and we've heard a lot of great things, but we haven't been by, we drive by all the time, and today's our first time, and this could be after a year of knowing about us, or people who lived here 15, 20, 30 years, and said they had no idea there was anything in here. Wow. And when they come in for the first time, again, it's like an eight out of 10, nine out of 10, they become repeat customers. So once yeah. someone gets here, right. I want to make sure they have a great experience because right. I know that they'll be coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this is a big loaded question. Okay. Question number five. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> All right. This is a good question, but it's not a question I like to answer. So this is going to be a very short answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm 39 years old. Uh-huh. I have two daughters, Olivia and Lily. Lily is eight. Olivia is five. I have a wonderful mother named Patricia, who has been very instrumental in helping me in this business. My wife, Giovanna, she started this business with my mom and my dad. Um, I'm originally born in New York. I lived there for a good part of my early life. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we moved to Pennsylvania when I was six because my parents had a chocolate manufacturing business. They started in New York, but to grow, they needed a larger factory, moved to Pennsylvania. So we still had an apartment in New York. So till the time I was 16, I lived in New York, Pennsylvania, and then on the weekends we had a place at the Jersey Shore. So wow. that's where I spent my first 16 years. You were a Jersey Shore yeah. guy? Not, no, no, never, never. Okay. We, were, we were in Atlantic City, okay, so we were okay. like 30 miles from you that type fist, of, no, You weren't fist pumping? <laughs> never had a spray on tan or a fake okay. tan. Never had too much gel in my hair, never, no. But, I, have, I do know some of those guys, but that wasn't me. And I'm part Italian. I had a lot of Italian friends. Right, so right, right. Actually, when that craze happened and I wasn't living there anymore, oh. I'd see pictures of my friends on Facebook. I was just like, wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> and uh, then, That's yeah, awesome. Right, exactly. I know I said I was going to keep this answer short, but I thought of a few more things to say. Uh, when I was 16, we moved to Florida. So that gave me a whole different perspective on how things were. Because I was so used to New York, Pennsylvania, right. Atlantic City, Philadelphia, and mostly a lot of city life. Moving to Florida was so laid back. Um, families were different, you know, family dynamic was different. A lot of the families I was around up north, everybody's very close. <laughs> Family dinners together. Florida was the exact opposite. Okay. I mean, it was like kids were left to themselves. Oh. Very free, easy, yeah. kneeling lifestyle stuff. So. Yeah. I have a little bit of that in me, you know, living in Florida, but I think that most people, when they meet me, they think that, oh, when I come up from New York, they're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, yeah, that yeah, it does. So that's just a little bit about me. I'll leave it at that. Well, my, my friend Matthew McPherson told me that your parents owned a chocolate shop that Andy Warhol visited all the time yes. and tried to give you pictures. Plaza Hotel. Did yes. you get any of Andy Warhol's no, pictures? My all right, my dad was a pretty amazing guy. He had a really amazing life. Uh, he moved here in 1959 from Cyprus and uh, to go to school at Indiana University. Okay. Um, and uh, he graduated in 63. When he graduated, he uh, found a couple of, you know, entry-level type jobs using his degree. He had a degree in uh, business administration. Um, and uh, he, uh, being involved in sports just a little bit uh -huh. in university, in, uh, in university, he said, you know, my brother is a great soccer player. Why don't I try and get him to come over here and get a scholarship? My uncle had already played professional soccer in England oh, before okay. he turned 18, so when he came over, he had no amateur status, so he couldn't go to college. Oh, okay. So then my dad had the idea to try him out for some NFL teams, and oh. he went, tried out for the Detroit Lions, the Atlanta Falcons, 
and another team that's slipping my mind right now. The Detroit Lions signed him. <gasps> and I'm a huge my, Lions <laughs> fan. Really? Yes. This is like in 66, I think. <laughs> I 66. love them. <laughs> he played there for two years, and then he uh, nice. got drafted. He was in the, had uh, uh, served in the Korean War. Okay. So he was out for like a year or two, and then he went and played for the Dolphins, and that's where he won two Super Bowls and had a great career. But my dad met Henry Clay Ford and went to go work for Ford Motor Company. Henry Clay Ford loved oh, my dad. Okay. Then, after my dad got involved in sports more with my uncle, because my uncle was playing for the Dolphins, my dad started doing uh, negotiating contracts for some of the other players, like Joe, uh, what's his name? Wow. Larry Little. Larry Little he represented, which was a defensive player uh, for the Dolphins. And in doing these deals with Joe Robbie, who was a lawyer that bought and owned the Miami Dolphins, Joe Robbie took a liking to my dad, so my dad then became general manager of one of his soccer teams. Wow. Uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And then from that, my dad's name became known, mm -hmm. and he went to go work for the New York Cosmos. So when he went to go work for the New York Cosmos, he met Ahmed uh, Rudigan, who was the head of Atlantic Records. If you ever saw the movie Ray, he's the guy that discovered Ray Charles. Okay. Okay. And he knew everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, Henry Kissinger used to come to games. My dad wow. would call Henry Kissinger. I mean, basically, it's like I think my dad lived this life that's so crazy that he met all these people. Another right, guy right. that was influential with the uh, NFL and the AFL, Lamar Hunt from Hunt Oil, loved my dad. So my dad met all these major players that loved him, and through that is where he built up his career to where when he worked for the Cosmos, he had a very nice salary. Mm -hmm. And when he left the Cosmos with the, what he, his, his retirement from there, he and my mom were already together, they were married, they decided to open the chocolate company. So, that long answer to get to the chocolate <laughs> company is my mom had a store in the Plaza Hotel and uh -huh. that's where Andy Warhol would come. Wow. So, Warhol, um, I know he's not popular with everybody, but Donald Trump, back in the 80s and 90s, right. was someone that you wanted to meet. Right. And especially in real estate. New Absolutely. York. And they had a few meetings with him. They had, obviously, Plaza Hotel was owned by him. Yeah. They had stores in the Trump Tower. Wow. Um, all of his casinos, we put chocolate in. Um, the Grand Floridian, which was a hotel in Disney World in Florida. We did uh, all the chocolate on the pillows. We did that. <sighs> we had over 20 stores nationwide. They even had a store in Taiwan. Um, but Chicago, Philadelphia, five that's in New amazing. York. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's how I grew up. My friends used to call me the chocolate boy or Willy Wonka. <laughs> so that was my nickname growing You would have been my favorite yeah, person right. yeah, in the yeah. world. A lot of people love that. Yeah. And when I came home from school, this would get full. Whatever was freshly made, my favorite right. was with the caramel bars. Chocolate oh, caramel bars yeah. come off the line because the caramel was still soft. Yes. It was just, it was. <laughs> That's my daughter in the background saying, mm, because I think she wished she was around for those days, right? <laughs> so, yes, so we had a chocolate business and uh, my parents met some pretty cool people. Yeah. And uh, not that it becomes normal or like, the, you know, I'm not impressed by that kind of stuff. I am still to this day. But when you start to meet people like that, they are not famous anymore. You know, they're yeah. just they're people. And they're actually, just, yeah. sometimes you meet them and you can be disappointed by them. Right, you know, like, right, they're right. not these larger than life figures, they're just regular people, right. you know, have their own idiosyncrasies. So, but That's yeah. so cool. Y'all yeah. can write a book. My dad, I was talking, uh, Ray Strait, Rusty Strait, he comes in here every yes, morning, he Rusty, writes for the paper yes. and he's written a lot of books. And I told him, like, you should really write a story about my dad because he passed away, uh, about a year and a half ago, and a lot of people that came in here knew my dad because he was always in here. He used to have couches in here, and he would yeah. sit on the couch, and people would come in, he would talk to them, you know, Aww. and ask them how their day was. And the next time they came in, he would remember specifics about that conversation and talk to them, and people were always shocked by it. Yeah. So we had his service here, and there was a good 10, 15 people I'd never met before that were talking about my dad like he knew him his whole life. Wow. And it was really cool. So I said, right, you know, we should, it'd be cool to write a story about right. my dad, especially with the different, you know, right. things that he's been through. That's cool. cool yeah. I could talk about your dad all day. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Back on subject. Okay. Okay. Uh, question number six. Yes. What was the process behind selecting your coffee, your baked goods, and your sandwiches? And where did you get the unique ideas for the sandwiches? We kind of covered the sandwiches, 
But I know there was a process that you used to get your coffee because your mother told me. Yes, <laughs> and that's all credit to my wife. Uh, right. Having her background in coffee, she wanted to make sure that we were putting out something that was better than anybody. Not right. better than anybody else, but no, impressive. No, no, it, it, it is, yeah. So she did research online, and she found a company called Equator Coffees. They're based out of San Rafael, and they roast. As soon as we order, they roast, and it gets shipped to us within like three to five days. Wow. So we get pretty much like we have our own local roaster. Right. Even though it's four or five hours away. We right. found them to be amazing. They have yes. amazing espresso, our dark roast, which is called their equator blend. Yeah. I predominantly serve that. We also do have a, 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 a medium roast, but the dark roast is just so is outstanding. The, is the dark roast? Mocha Java. Dark roast is called equator blend. That's what you usually Is that get. what I usually yeah, get? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I brew, Man, I, love it. I brew uh, like 20 pots a day and more, <laughs> and I have them in two air pots by my side of my yeah. register, and they're always both filled with dark Oh. Right, I'll brew uh, the medium roast as someone comes in mm -hmm. because it's just more popular. So that's how we chose Equator. I know that she did research. She didn't just look for right, one place. Right, right. And we tasted it. And also the great thing about Equator is that uh, one of our reps that uh, handles our orders, they also come here. They do training. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they bring in new uh, coffees, mm -hmm. things just for us to try. So they're very hands-on. They're very helpful. Nice. So that's helped us out a lot, too. Yeah. Sandwiches is a combination of stuff we're familiar with. Like uh, mm -hmm. we have a Havana, which is based off of a Cuban sandwich. Okay. Uh, we lived in told you we lived in Florida. Uh -huh. We lived in the Tampa area, and people think of Miami as a large Cuban population, but Tampa is just as strong. Oh really? So okay. I think I can say this with a lot of confidence: Tampa, if it doesn't have better Cuban sandwiches in Miami, they're tied. Okay. So I had so many amazing Cuban sandwiches that we had to put that on the menu. Okay. We make it on the panini, but we could also make it on a sub roll if you like. Um, the Brooklyn, the Lox Bagel, that's something that we're familiar with back home. Yeah. Um, we have a St. Petersburg, which is turkey, coleslaw, Russian dressing on that's rye. That's my favorite. Yeah. See, that's just <laughs> I get that one all the Anything time. Coleslaw. Right. Oh, it's it does so, so good. much, right? Yeah. It does so much to the sandwich. Right. That's another classic that's from back east. Other sandwiches, we did research online. Um, We've had people that work with us or work for us uh, recommend them. And uh, we've, you know, it wasn't just right away, okay, put this, this, and this together and it's ready. We'd have to go through four or five different tries, mm -hmm. changing a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, my brother, Alexander, um, he came up with the idea to do waffle sandwiches. Right. Which I thought when we moved in here, when we moved in here, there was some equipment already here. Um, but the waffle machines we brought in, we started making the waffle sandwiches. Right. So that was all his idea. So right. it's a combination of my mom, my brother Alexander, my wife Giovanna, and my dad, a little bit right. of me. Because the first two and a half years, I wasn't really heavily involved. Okay. I had little ideas here and there, right, but right. I was doing other stuff. Um, so a lot of this, you know, just my family, right. working out ideas, looking stuff online, saying, hey, we could do something similar to that, but let's change it up this way. Let's add this. Let's make it unique to us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, keeping it familiar enough where people right. aren't coming in here and saying, like, or menu, like <laughs> That's weird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then your baked goods, I know one of your chefs, okay. your bakers. Um, Allison? So, yes, Allison. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my sweet friend, Allison. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah. she is. Um, is she the only one that you get, Madam Confections? She, she does about, well, we have three different bakers okay. that we use. One of them, her name is Darcy. She does amazing gluten-free. We offer oh, gluten-free okay. pastries okay. and also gluten-free options. Basically, we have gluten-free bread so we can make sandwiches. But her, she makes amazing cupcakes. Okay. Uh, she makes something called a seven-layer bar, which is coconut, chocolate chip. So many cool things, brown, so many cool things, and I can't remember all of them, but I just know when right. I eat it, it's amazing. She makes a chocolate chip cookie dough cupcake where there's cookie dough inside the cupcake. Oh my gosh. I have another lady named Suzanne Davis. She does our baking. She, uh, she's had a restaurant in town called The Sweet Life, but she's also okay. uh, done baking for us before when we had the farmer's market. She uh -huh. had, it was called Sweet Life Bakery. And she makes our coconut cake. She makes all of our okay. coffee cakes, which are amazing. Um, brownies uh basically she can do anything but mm -hmm. since we do have the three right. different people baking we try and keep it focused on right allison she basically can do anything that we ask her so can the other bakers uh -huh. but allison right now um she's doing a few things for us but i think the most significant is uh, her salted caramel cheesecake right which she actually won an award for she was in a competition 
at uh, one of the wineries in Temecula. Forgive me for not remembering the name. But she came in second place to Pachanga. Oh, wow. Pachanga had their whole staff there. What? They were a sponsor of the event. You so go, girl. Her coming in second <laughs> like, is basically right. coming in first. So you she's amazing. Girl. Yeah. So we're very happy. But everything is baked fresh, obviously. It comes in once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And it sells as fast as we can sell it so that it right. stays fresh. We don't... If, Things go bad, obviously. We throw it out, but that rarely happens. Right. Things go fast enough. And we don't order huge amounts because right. we to stay fresh. You don't want to waste either. And it's the best thing we can do because, like I said, with the limitations of our kitchen, baking here isn't that realistic. Right. You know? Right. And I was looking on your menu. You have the smoothies. I want to try one of those next time I come in, but I'm really noticing you have Italian sodas. Those are those pretty are my cool. Favorites. I, I haven't had one. Next time I come in, I'm going to try. <laughs> I, have to, I don't know if I have to give credit to on that one, if it's my wife or it was someone else that was working here. But um, I do know that there's another place that sells them now because uh, there's a few, menu, a few items on their menu mm-hmm. that they never had before, and now they do. Mm-hmm. So... Italian soda is one of the two, uh-huh. but they, 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 make theirs, they make theirs differently. They, they do, they do. And Seven Up. Well, they actually use yeah. a seltzer. No, they use Seven they Up. They use Seven too. Up now because I saw them make it Sprays. one time and they were using uh, seltzer water and it was too harsh. It wasn't, it didn't taste yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we make it a different way and it's amazing. It's a, it's a great drink. And we were talking earlier, you were saying some vegan. Vegan yes. food also on your menu. Well, we so. always try to have at least one uh, vegan soup. Right now we have a vegan curry with a butternut squash base. Yum. Oh, it's awesome. Good. It sells very quickly. And then uh, we carry a vegan muffin, but also uh, we have a sandwich called a Santorini, which is usually a vegetarian sandwich, but we make it vegan by, we, it usually comes with our cream cheese. This one we take your cream cheese off and we put hummus. I call it hummus, other people call it hummus. Yeah. My dad being from the Mediterranean, I call it hummus. hummus. <laughs> but anyway, we'll put that on both sides. And uh, it's probably one of our- She says it's hummus, dad. <laughs> My daughter, of course. She's gonna correct she's always correct Oh, well, well, you know what? Go ahead and just go into question number seven because you're telling us what's on the menu. Okay. For people, if, if you have not been here yet, you don't know what's on their menu. He's going over a lot of the different things that are on the menu, and it is unique. Nobody else in town serves what you serve. Everything you serve is extremely unique. Thank um, you. And I've been, you know, we've been all over. Mm-hmm. Nobody serves waffle sandwiches. Nobody serves coleslaw like the st petersburg nobody does that so give people an idea of what the unique things are on your eye on your menu well uh other things you just mentioned right <laughs> right <laughs> um, the uh, santorini is maybe not unique because i know there are places you get vegetarian sandwiches but the ingredients we put on the way we make it i think also with the york cream cheese and the hummus makes mm-hmm. it unique comes with uh cucumber roasted red pepper red onions spinach we have uh, local uh, uh, micro. What's the right name? They make grow microgreens. Okay. So we have fresh either spicy radish sprouts or broccoli sprouts that nice. on there. Um, tomato and avocado. Okay. And very very popular sandwich. Another thing that is unique, um, I would say. Well, you know it's not really unique what we make here, and it's surprising how good it is because the first time I had it, I didn't expect it to be good. But we make a Maui, it's a pulled pork sandwich. Oh, okay. We make the pork here. Uh huh. And it pulls apart. Really? It's moist. Yeah. We put the coleslaw on there again. So the coleslaw's yes, on yeah, there, pickles yeah. on the bottom. And then we use a sweet barbecue sauce, and okay. it's an amazing sandwich. Um, I haven't had as that far yet. As the waffle sandwiches, I would say, well, the most popular is our Sacramento. And it's uh, made with uh, turkey, avocado, tomato, bacon, and you can either put regular mayo or chipotle mayo on there okay. if you want. And there's bacon on there as well. That comes on a waffle and it's in the form of a sandwich. Basically, we take a Belgian waffle, cut it in fours, and each four pieces, two become a top, two become a bottom, and mm. that's how we make the sandwich. Yeah. Another one that's pretty popular, well, actually, all the waffle sandwiches are equally popular. Yeah. Um, like the Madrid, that is more of a dessert. Um, sandwich waffle. It has Nutella, okay. which is uh, ground. Yeah. I think you want Nutella. Yeah, pulverized right? hazelnut. Yes. So it's chocolate. Um, we uh, put strawberry, banana, and then whipped cream in the middle and make it a sandwich. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Usually, uh, when kids come in for the first time, their parents usually order that for uh-huh. them. But a lot of people love that. Oh, that's um, we also make an Acapulco waffle, which is an oat. We leave the waffle as a waffle. We put two scoops of ice cream. 
brown sugar, cinnamon, chocolate syrup, caramel syrup, whipped cream. It's almost like fried ice cream. It's, that's what I call it. Yeah, 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 that reminds me of. Okay, yeah. okay. And then, um, I mean, there's there's so many. I could keep going. Um, also, some of our salads we make a strawberry field salad, which is very popular. Yes, Angie loves that one. We're the only one to do that salad. Again, I have noticed recently a few other places are trying We're starting to, to do that. Trying to do something similar. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, strawberry chicken avocado with mixed greens, and we serve with a raspberry vinaigrette. Yes. There's other dressing too if you like, but yeah. that's extremely popular. And uh, I mean, really. I'd say 90% of our menu is unique. Yeah, you know, it is. Only a few, like we have BLT, we have a Philadelphia sub, we have a you, buffalo sub, we have a tuna sandwich. Your BLT is amazing because your tomatoes are always so red and fresh. Thank you. I'm not a tomato person, yeah. but I love your tomatoes. Well, that's, I'm glad you pointed that out because uh, the first six months I took over, I was using tomatoes that we enjoy. Right. But then out of nowhere, they started coming out where they were orange or they oh, weren't all the way red and yeah. they weren't fully ripe so I had to switch to another so now we use Roma tomatoes yeah and they fit on the sandwiches better they're yeah. always very ripe and the other thing too we do with our BLT is we put four big slices of bacon on there yeah other places might put two or three but yeah. so there's a lot of bacon on there there is so and uh, also the bread we use we use all of our ingredients we make sure we use top quality right we, we use is a uh, block and barrel it's uh company that uh, Cisco uses and it's right online with Boar's Head. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Boar's Head. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's high quality. And I, just from eating other places, I know that a lot of places don't do that. Right, right. I know, um, I know you do a lot of locally sourced things like, um, the bakery. Yes. And do you do locally sourced uh, vegetables and stuff like that as much as you can? I would love to do more. The only thing I'm doing right now are the microgreens that I was telling you about. Um, we, when we ran the farmer's market, there was a lot of vendors that came here that were produce vendors. Right. But none of them were local. We only had one that was local. Oh, okay. okay. And um, if they have nice produce but seasonal, it becomes tricky. Right. And also, too, I mean, I, I love to support local. Right. But cost does come in. Gotcha. And if I could charge three to four dollars or more for my sandwiches, you would. Or my yeah. salads, yeah. then I would have fresh baked bread from a bakery. Right. You know, right. even though right. our bread's amazing, I right. would love to have a rye bread that was baked locally. Right, know, right. Nice thick slices. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Different than something you could get from a grocery store or from a food supplier. Right, you know? right. Um, so, right now, like our honey, we do. Um, and local uh, citrus, mm -hmm. we do. I even actually, our oranges come from our orange trees outside here. And then oh, when nice. they're ripe, they are so sweet. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That. And then lemons we get uh, from friends of ours or people right. we know that have huge lemon trees they don't know what to do with them. They right. bring those in. Pomegranates, you know, stuff like that. We'll try and mix in. Like, we'll make a pomegranate iced tea or pomegranate lemonade, things like that. Nice. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because I would, it's something that I haven't thought of and mm -hmm. I should have because, again, we're in the farmer's market. We only have fresh produce at our house. Right. And we get it from the market every right. day, every Saturday. Um, so that's something I think I want to focus on doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, it's, it's, I, I love hearing when local businesses also support other local businesses that way. Yeah. You know, and, and it just helps each other. No, I mean, it's a good point because uh, if we want people to support us. Right. It's not that you do it to me, I'm going to do it to you. But right. it's just the same kind of thinking, you know. Right. Why would we expect people to support us if right. we don't have the mindset to do it? Everybody right. needs to have that mindset. Right, you know? right. And uh, I'll shop at big box stores. You know, I do do that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. to it. Sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. money is important. Yeah, but you have can, to. Like, I love to go to True Value right over on Right, Dino, right, you know? right. I love that place. Right. And when I can, I try and shop as local as yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not adverse to going. I was just at Chili's last night, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, so, I mean, it's, right? It happens. You know? it happens. It happens. Can't always do local. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, question number eight. We're almost done here. How do you handle negative reviews? I have two answers for that. One is if they are making an honest, realistic complaint, then I will message them. I will apologize for whatever happened. I will offer them the opportunity to come back in on me. I'll either sell wow. a gift certificate or oh, whatever, whatever, it's, wow. whatever is yeah. going to take to make them understand that I'm on, I'm unhappy that they were unhappy. Right. Right. Okay? 
Um, and that's, you know, not like, you know, uh, we're perfect, but that's a very rare thing. Right, know, most right. of the time, people are happy with their food or they right. have a good experience. Right. So when they don't, I want to make sure that that's not the norm. And right. They have a reason to come back. Right, right. Um, sometimes I am skeptical of our negative reviews because they're not really based in fact. And it seems like someone is just trying to say something right. to either make, yes. make it seem like they're like this, this uh, Zagat's critic or right, a right. star. Like, you know, this is a coffee shop, sandwich right. shop. Right. You know, you're not going to find dining. So right. when you try and pinpoint the smallest things, but you say you love it and you're coming back and you give us three or four stars, it's like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Right. And that's how I leave it. And then whenever we get that rare one or two stars, it's usually from someone that I don't think has actually ever been here. Oh. It's, it's someone that's wanting to harm us to give oh. us a bad review. Oh. Because uh, early on, it was very obvious who was doing it. Okay. Uh, okay. There's, been, there's been a few people in town that maybe weren't happy with us opening. Okay. So seeing us as competition. Right. But I don't want to go down the rabbit hole and right. Mr. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'll just deal with what I know is fact. Right, right. I try and be as nice and, like I said, offer them a reason to come back. Right, right. And tell them that. That's know. awesome. Yeah. I was also noticing up there, you have that Traveler's Pack special. Yes. That's going to be good for people to come and get a half sandwich and a soup. Yes. And you can get it done in your 30-minute lunch yes, break. for sure. And get back on the road to work. Because there's for so sure. many businesses around here that oh, yeah. come in to have a quick lunch. Yes. Carlos came and got a full, a full soup and a half sandwich. And I got a full sandwich and a half soup. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's a good thing, too. But also, I do want to point out that if people are wanting to come here on their lunch break, uh -huh. it's always better if you have that tight 30-minute window to call ahead oh, okay. and order it mm -hmm. because we do get very busy. Okay. And when we do, everything is, like I said earlier, we cook, it's cooked to order. Right. So it could take, if we're busy and right. you get here, it could take a good 15 minutes before your food right. comes out. Right. And by the time you eat, you're late. Right. So I do let people know that. And it's also, uh, I think a lot of our regulars are maybe used to that, so they either call ahead or they come at 1 o'clock. Okay. So because okay. they know during that window. But um, not to discourage anybody to come at 12 o'clock. I mean, there's still plenty of seats oh, and you're still going to get your food fast. Yeah, yeah. But I do, if people do have that tight window, they call ahead, and that's the best way. I do think that it's common sense, at least to me, when something is being fresh and handmade, that it's going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to get it in two minutes, yeah. you know, because this isn't Burger King. Right. Yeah, and well, your sandwiches aren't made. You just right. put them in the microwave and say, there, there's so many places that have that. Right. Every single piece that goes on each sandwich is taken from somewhere fresh right right. before we make it. You know, right. bacon, you got to put it on the griddle. Uh, eggs. Eggs, actually, we do pre-make in the morning, mm -hmm. but when we heat them up again, they yeah. taste like... They're, they're like they amazing. were just so there are a couple things that we have to do to be quick but everything else is made fresh as soon as it's ordered so but you know what it's good that you said that because it gives me an opportunity to say that people do not assume that but when we tell them that mm -hmm. they're fine with it like when they're oh, ready to say okay. listen we're making this right now for you or if it's busy i'll say we have five or six orders ahead of you it's going to take about 15 minutes mm -hmm. is that okay and most of the time they're fine if they're not they tell us they're in a rush they either say, okay, I'll come back, or we, if we can, we'll try and speed their order up so it's done in time. Right. Nine times out of ten, people are very gracious and say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, right. we'll sit outside, we'll enjoy the patio, right. talk to their friends, whatever. But that's good to know that you can call ahead and order. Yes, for sure. And are you with Grubhub? Or? Yes, we're with Grubhub. Okay. And uh, DoorDash, we're with DoorDash, but... I, I would just say Grubhub. Grubhub. Whatever okay. is DoorDash's system, sometimes we're on, sometimes we're not. Okay. Grubhub works really well. Okay. I would, I would suggest that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second to last question. <laughs> if you could only drink one thing every day uh -huh. other than water, uh -huh. what would that be? Well, I hate to be that guy, but water would have been my answer. Right. So let me think. <laughs> it's not going to be soda. If it's gonna see, it can't be coffee because the Why? caffeine. No, you so if I'm just okay. drinking caffeine all day long and bouncing yes. off the wall. That's okay. So let me say, <laughs> hmm. Diana's famous for having. That four. is a tough. <laughs> that's, that's a, a tough question. Day. That's a tough I would one. say coffee. Yeah. Me, absolutely. 
Who oh. needs sleep? I'll sleep when oh. I'm dead. <laughs> I would like to yeah. try that black cherry Italian soda. soda. That's my favorite. And that flavor is based off of, again, back east, a lot of the uh, delis right. they have. You heard of Dr. Brown soda? No. Or like Stewart's is one Jones. that maybe you see. Okay. Jones. Dr. Brown's is huge back east, so okay. they have a black cherry wishniak, I think that's how you pronounce it. Orange soda, a cream soda, those are the three heavy hitters. So I said we have to have a black Would cherry. Would you live on the black raspberry then, Jim? Would that be your drink every day other than water? Yeah, the, the, black, <laughs> the black cherry, yes. I like the, yeah. the, the strong flavor of it. Actually, I have an answer now. Okay. But it's not going to be a popular one. Yeah. Fresh squeezed orange juice. Well, you know what? Realistic? You'll never get yeah. scurvy. Yeah, because it's healthy. There's yeah. some water in there. <laughs> I know I can drink it all. I'm like, healthy, man. Give me all the caffeine. <laughs> but as, as far as a coffee drink, it would probably just be a really good regular latte without any flavor to it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I love the flavored lattes, but if I just want a consistent, good drink, and yeah. I don't have to worry about drinking too much sugar, it'll be a regular latte. I'm telling you, people, you need to come in and get a blended salted caramel mocha. Another oh one my gosh! Yeah, I like that so one. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm gonna get another one tomorrow. Okay, cool. Okay, last question. You girls have been so good and so quiet, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being so good and quiet. I know it's probably been hard. I can't be quiet. I must say, I'm very proud of them right now, and if they keep it up, I'll continue being proud, so don't stop that, okay? We're almost done. We're yeah, almost, almost done. done. Okay, last thing. I want all your information. How do we get a hold of you? What are your hours? Where are you? What are you doing? Everything. All right, well, it's Destination Coffee Bar and Bistro. We're located on the corner of State and Florida in the old Hemet Depot, which is where the train station used to be. There's also a museum connected to us, and you'll see a big black fence surrounding the property. Our main point of entry is on State Street, but you can also park uh, on the other side of the building. Okay. Right? I don't know if people are familiar with the car wash that's over yes, off yeah. of Inez. Yeah. Um, you can pull in that way. I tell people that's the easier way to get in and out if they're familiar with coming in that way. Okay. There's also a lot more parking. Sometimes I'll notice when our parking lot's full, people will pull in, turn around and leave because they think that's all of our parking. Uh, Sometimes they'll park across the street over by... Uh, yeah. I've done that. Where the uh, old Gibble building is. Yeah. Or they'll park over here by the car wash. Yeah. Um, it's 100 West Florida. Um, our telephone number is 951-652-0040. And you can go there to uh, call us there if you want to place an order or ask any questions. Um, you can also go on Instagram and Facebook. We're on there under Destination Coffee Bar. And our Instagram is Destination coffee bar and bistro and let me actually get the exact one because we do have two pages and I don't want to make and then also uh, our website is uh, destination CDB and you can go on there if you want to see some more pictures of what we do but I always recommend people go to Instagram because okay. there's so many more current photos of stuff that we just recently okay. posted so that's really how to contact us uh, or to see or go online and see what we have I'll probably go to Instagram and snag some pictures from there. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you have anything special for those who have listened to our podcast? Yes. If you've listened to this podcast <laughs> and you come in any time from the day you hear this up until Valentine's Day, and that includes Valentine's Day, you can either have a free cup of coffee or if you'd like a latte or a specialty drink, it'll be 50% off. Nice. And we'll also offer a sandwich for 50% off. Nice. Or a salad. Nice. Sandwich, super a salad. That's Basically, a good anything deal. on our menu you can have for half off. Okay. One per person. Right, right. And, or if you just want a free cup of our house coffee, which is okay. an amazing dark roast. It's called the Quater Blend. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank you so much for doing this with me, for humoring me on this uh, <laughs> podcast. I want to thank you two lovely ladies for being so quiet and so patient with us. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hopefully, I had to hit pause, so if something's cut off, sorry. Anyways, thank you for listening, and um, I will post all of um, Nicholas's information on the, um, the uh, podcast and on the blog so you know where to find him. And um, until next time, bye-bye.